A little mini disaster for our big event of up to a thousand guests with our mobile bar. Humidity and torrential downpours really killed a lot of the revenue coming in. So what did we end up with in terms of profit? What were some of the mistakes that we made in terms of the details of planning that really built on some of the expenses? Let's break it down. Let's talk about it. All right, if you're in the Mobile Bar Hub Facebook group, you may have seen my post last week talking about this big event. Up to a 1,000 guests were going to show up to it. Great summertime ordeal to have a mobile bar ad to charge per drink and make a lot of money. So, yeah, last year, somebody reached out to us and said, hey, we have this big event that we've started. It's the second annual. It's a farmer's benefit. Last year, we had around 500 to 600 people show up. The bar did very well. They did 4,500 to 5K in revenue. The facility or the person that was reaching out to us, they take 10% to uh, allow us to be there. And they were expecting around 1,000 guests, potentially more. And I just started to do the math. I was thinking gross revenue around eight to $10,000, maybe more. And I believe that was a fairly conservative or just a good target to go for. We decided to move forward and work this event. As this event was approaching, the biggest factors in my mind and the questions that were coming up was number one, I wanna minimize the amount of expenses that we have and maximize the profit. So that goes for down to the cups, to the, the kegs, to what we're serving for drinks. Second piece was I wanted to create something special. I did wanna have a lot of options for the people coming to this event. And lastly, I wanted to make sure that we were staffed very well. I wanted to be sure there weren't long lines. It sounded like there were very long lines last year. It's not good for the patrons, but it's also not good for revenue. So last week we were looking at the weather and it was fluctuating in terms of how much rain was going to come for Saturday, which is not what we wanted. And it started around 30%, got up to around 50% from four or five days before the event was going to happen. So that was a big factor for me. I was like, All right, so if a thousand people may be coming, what is that going to do to the numbers? Also, I started to think about the numbers in general. The 500 to 1,000 was really just a projection by them. They, they weren't really sure exactly how many people would come. So were those numbers inflated? Could more people come? Could less people come? Could it be 300? So all those factors are really weighing on my mind of trying to project exactly what inventory we needed. And I didn't want to have unpoured kegs. That's a huge money waste for us. We don't have a ton of room. We don't have a walk-in refrigerator that we can store nine kegs in if the worst case scenario happens and then keep them cold and serve them over the course of the next three weeks. And I was breaking down the different scenarios we could do. Should I get corny kegs and do pre-mixed drinks in the corny kegs or maybe just do a mixture in the corny kegs and then the bartenders pour a shot in and they still do the shake with what's pre-mixed? Should we do canned beers? What should we do for mixed drinks? What if we do the mixed drinks and all the people just only drink the mixed drinks? That, those were things that were all on my mind and a thousand people is pretty difficult to, to ballpark for. And I could bust out like all the calculators that people use and different tools that people use, but we all know that if you've done weddings, you can't really predict what people are going to drink. And the, the best example of that was at this event, we had two bars. We had the main bar, then we had the satellite bar. At the satellite bar, there was this mosaic cider that was local, that was actually awesome that we were serving. 
at the satellite bar, they were serving out of all of their cans of that kind of cider when we served none of them at our bar. And there was this social experiment done that I, I love these like sales and marketing experiments where if there's people buying a certain type of Girl Scout cookie or whatever's at a table, when there's more people with one certain kind of box, and in this case with one certain kind of drink, people gravitate towards it because it eliminates the need to go through the choices of type of drink and then ordering one and realizing you don't like it or it's not good. And then you, it's not even about the money. It's just the fact of you have to get back in line again, et cetera, et cetera. So here was my solution. The mixed drinks, we were going to keep them simple and they weren't going to be the stars of the show. Initially, I went with a apple cider bourbon smash, which is one of my favorite mixed drinks in general. I decided to not go with that one because I didn't want to take away from what was on draft and a couple of the other beers and have people gravitate towards that solely. So we went with a grape transfusion, very simple. Then we had a very good summer sangria that we pre-mixed. That was blueberry vodka, Pinot Grigio, organic blueberry lemonade, which was very good. A little bit of Sprite, some club soda, a little bit of fruit mixed in there as well. And that was great for the people that wanted wine at the event. So that took care of that. And that was actually served at the perfect rate, the ideal rate that I thought it was going to be served at. Next was I reached out to every local brewery in the area that would essentially allow us to, of course, Put in an order, and it's local breweries are always going to be more expensive. Even at the prices that they give distributors, which we got, they're expensive for the cans and the kegs. But our biggest thing was we wanted to get a lot of canned beers outside of the, the kegs. So in the instance of worst case, we could return the trays of 24 that we did not use. That was very important to me, especially with the way that the weather was starting to turn out four to five days before. So we found a couple really good local breweries. One was actually a local cider brewery. We got four one six kegs from them. Then we got three types of ciders in cans, 16-ounce cans, and they were the same as, as the kegs, by the way. So we ended up just pouring out of one of the one six kegs. I returned the other three, and we served a lot of the other ciders in cans, but not enough to warrant tap and open a keg. So that worked out very well. We got two uh, full, well, half kegs from another local brewery, which was a Session IPA. It was a little citrus, around 5.5%, I believe, very crushable for the temperature and what it ended up being on this summer day. Tapped out of both of those kegs, ended up being absolutely perfect. And then we got a couple other options from another local brewery. And those two were a Pilsner and a Red Ale. And another piece that I did was we offered a 20 ounce draft of what we had on tap. And we ended up doing it with the cider as well for the same price of 16. So people that were coming up to the bar, I really started to push the kegs as we started getting deeper into the day. And I just wanted people to drink the kegs because the profit margins, even that the, the 20 ounce was higher than the 16 ounce cans. But here's the outcome of the event. Humidity was absolutely absurd. It was insane when we were setting everything up. We were profusely sweating. It has not been that thick outside all summer. And I really think most of these guests were waiting until six o'clock for the sun to really start to cool off. The event was going until nine, nine thirty, and we, there were some good bands scheduled to play at that time. I really think a lot of people were waiting for that window to, to leave 
and just enjoy their time there without profusely sweating. And of course, that morning, the forecast told us, hey, this is going to be a great day. I know we were saying rain all week in the past two weeks, but now it's 0% chance of rain and not just cloudy, but it's going to be just partly cloudy and the sun's going to poke out. So it ended up being just a great summer day, but aside from the humidity until six o'clock when my business partner was at a wedding and he, he loves looking at the radar and just seeing what's going on with weather and a black cloud or a dot just all of a sudden appeared above us and the most torrential downpour of rain just went off in our area. And I'm talking about just like the biggest raindrops I've ever felt. I left the trailer for five, six seconds and my clothes were literally just heavy. It was raining that hard. The tent on the main stage just ripped off. All of their equipment was completely ruined, apparently, and they had put in an insurance claim like a month before for a lot of the similar equipment, so that disaster happened. We had people coming into the mobile bar just to take cover. We had the satellite bar with a cover as well. But with that said, I want to say our net profit is going to hover around $2,000, something like that. It's a far stretch from driving $10,000 in revenue, maybe taking home $7,000, but... It could have been a lot worse. We didn't take on a lot of risk with our inventory, as I mentioned. And given the circumstances, I'm happy that we just came away with a profit. Check out mobilebarhub.com, everybody. Free resources for building your mobile bar. I'm really excited about the membership and a lot of tutorials we have coming out for sales, marketing, running, and starting your mobile bar. And we'll see you in the next podcast.